is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet and of the podcast app and of all over the world, welcome into a Victory Monday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco as the Dallas Cowboys take down the San Francisco 49ers for win number five of the 2020 campaign, 41 33, the final score from AT&T Stadium last night. We're going to break it all down for you here on Talking Cowboys, presented, as always, by the great folks over at GEICO. Kyle Yeomans with you, alongside our resident Super Bowl champion, Isaiah Stanbank. We've got Cowboys insider Rob Phillips down in the bottom right-hand corner and professional football analyst, Heckma Harrison. And along with your title, Heckma, I'm going to go with professional tree decorator because he's got his bet tree paid off. Often in the left side of his screen, it's a little bit bigger than your other yeah. one, Heck. Yeah. Hey, do, first of all, Kyle, do not get me in any trouble with that title, okay? Because all of the credit to decorating this tree mm. belongs to my, my daughter, Kia, and my wife, Nikki. So this is, this, is their, this is their creation. They did this. So Fantastic. Kudos to my daughter, Kia, and wife, Nikki. Kia. Looks like Rockefeller Center back there, it man. Does. Looks like Times Square. I love it. <laughs> you know, uh, Kia is the, the real star of the family, but also, not to mention, I mean, Isaiah, you're pretty much a star for getting, uh, heck, you said those are Bluetooth lights? You Like, you're working with Bluetooth yeah, on this tree, so how does that even Bro, work? Yeah, this is a, I don't, you can hook this thing up, it, it goes, you can sync it with your phone, and you can play it with your music, so I was thinking, you know, having a little, little John Christmas going this weekend, oh, so. Oh, gosh. Yes. Just no, it's on. Well, Isaiah lost <laughs> it's the bet. The <laughs> Isaiah lost the bet. He shipped the tree and Heckma put it up this weekend. Looks fantastic, buddy. You look very festive here in the week of Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone, no matter what you celebrate. But yes. Rob, the the Cowboys are, are celebrating a win yesterday and an opportunity to stay alive in the playoff hunt at least for another week because Washington lost to Seattle. Big time week coming up this week in really how things are going to shape out in the NFC East. But, Rob, what did you think about yesterday's matchup with the 49ers and how the Cowboys came out on top? You're telling me that game got flexed? Yeah. Really? Right. A game that ends on a a kickoff uh, onside return for a touchdown and then a Hail Mary. NFL decided to flex that game. For shame, NBC. For shame. You missed a good one <laughs> uh, between two teams that are, that are really struggling and that's why, I mean, half of us picked the Cowboys, half of us picked the 49ers on Friday, and I think it's because they're, in a lot of ways, the same team. They're flawed. They have injuries. Uh, they have problems taking care of the ball, and that was the difference. Cowboys now with a plus-seven turnover ratio in their mm -hmm. last two wins, a two-game winning streak now, first of the season. I saw on last week the New York Times statistical model said the Cowboys have a 1% chance 
to win the NFC East. Apparently, that has risen to 5%. So hey. it is still a chance. You're, you're telling me there is a chance. 5%. 5%. You know, I, I would disagree with the computer on that one. And I'm not a mathematician by any means. But the fact that you have Washington going up against Carolina this week, which is a winnable game for Washington, but it's very losable, especially if Alex Smith is unavailable. And then the Cowboys, somehow, if they can take down the Eagles, I think the Cowboys are sitting in the driver's seat going into Week 17. But we can talk about that a little bit later on. Isaiah, what did you think about this offense yesterday and kind of how Andy Dalton and that offensive line responded whenever San Francisco brought the heat, especially at the back half of the second quarter and then right after that halftime break? Yeah, I feel good about it, and I just want to acknowledge the fact that, you know, I know Heckman just alluded to you prior to us coming on the show, uh, that Kyle, that you were listening to the E-40 versus two short verses, and, um, you know, obviously, you were listening to E-40, but the Cowboys were listening to that 40 burger, because, because they got that 40 on there, um... But no, these guys play pretty doggone well. They play pretty well, man. I'm actually proud of these guys. They've come a long way. Um, you know, this chemistry has continued to build. Every week we've had some form of adversity. Every every week we I don't think we've since week one. I don't think we've had a uh, our entire squad squadron out there. Um, as I as I've been watching the Mandalorian. Uh, but yeah, I think you know with obviously this we go into this week and Zeke's out and Pollard has to step up. You know, he gets sixty some yards rushing, sixty some yards receiving. You know, Kellen Moore continues to expand his repertoire. He brought out some. Stuff that I haven't seen him do this year um, that were within the, the, the frame of our offense. It wasn't no crazy reverses and reverse passes and all that. It was just some misdirection. <laughs> and you know, he, he, pre- he pretty much been watching the film against our defense because he did exactly um, what works um, against our defense, against, against this, uh, this team. So uh, very proud of these guys, man. You know, they did what, they, what was required to get a win. And not only that, these guys – play complimentary football. I know we talked about it in, in a post-game show yesterday, Kyle, but complimentary football. Your defense gets you the ball, guess what? Go score, right? Now that's a give-and-take relationship. Nobody just wants to be in a relationship where you're just receiving. Heckma? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a tough relationship to be in, Isaiah. Well, you know, look, I, I'm... I'm not gonna be I, I'm not gonna be the Debbie Downer for this victory because we got one right. We got this victory. It was tough. There were a lot of momentum swings in this game. Uh, offensively, I just like the fact that that you know we were set in, in position a lot of times is just with a short field, and it made it easy for us to punch it in. Uh, there were times where Andy Dalton was spot on with his throws, and then mm-hmm. there were other times where the running game wasn't there. And I think that's when Kellen Moore uh, on some play had to go into his bag and try and pull out a few gadget plays but luckily those didn't cost us defensively who are these guys I mean four turnovers yesterday uh, and we've been talking about getting turnovers all season long and that just hadn't been something that this Cowboys team has been able to manufacture but you see how easy how easy it makes the game flow for your offense when you can set them up in prime position you have a free safety that breaks on a ball how about that you know to get an interception and tank lawrence tank lawrence played his tail off yesterday mm-hmm. and so kudos to the defense there are a lot of things that obviously we could scrutinize or criticize them for but look they mitigated a lot of that stuff and pulled out a great victory 
And whenever it comes to the defense, you have the the four turnovers, two fumbles in the first half, one on special teams, one on the defensive side of the football. Then you had the two picks in the fourth quarter, one to Anthony Brown, his first interception of 2020 uh, and his fifth of his career. Then you had Donovan Wilson, like you said, breaking toward the football. And I asked Stephen Jones earlier this week, and I, I asked him, do you feel like you found that guy? Do you feel like Donovan Wilson is finally that safety that you've been waiting for, the hard hitter, the guy who forces turnovers, and he forces another one in his first game back after missing a couple due to injury, and he looked fine out there. I really did. I thought he looked fantastic. And then you have the secondary coming in and getting some reinforcements. Cheeto Wouzier's back. Trayvon Diggs is back. Anthony Brown is back. And all four of those top corners are available at one point in the game. Now, you lost Xavier Woods later on uh, in the matchup yesterday, but with that being said, you had six of your your DBs. You had your top six DBs finally available, Rob. How huge is that for the defense, especially when you're trying to evaluate what that secondary is going to look like going into next season? Oh, it's absolutely huge. I mean, that that's is a that's a continuity problem on this roster that we probably haven't talked about enough this year. Mm-hmm. We talked about missing Dak. We talked about the offensive line. We talked about um, injuries to the defensive line and, and moving on from players on the defensive line, but not not the secondary as much. And I think, uh, you know, you watch Jordan Lewis, who's been kind of the constant the mm-hmm. last few games. He's been healthy, and uh, he put together another solid performance in terms of yeah. just being around the football, stopping the run, uh, sack. Uh, he's, he's been solid in pass coverage. So I think, uh, you know, he's one of several guys going into his contract year, and I think he's playing well as the season ends. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely, continuity's been big. Look, they – they gave up 458 yards. That yeah, that is that is yeah. the that's 33 the, points. That's the second highest total that they've allowed this year. Uh, and you know, in San Francisco, we got 150 rushing yards. That was kind of to be expected. Wasn't 300, so that that was progress. <laughs> but you know, that's progress. They cut they cut it in half. They cut it in half. So yes, you know, they, look look you can you've got you can give up yardage you know that that's going to happen but if you can get takeaways that's how you win games i mean mike mccarthy's not a big stats guy but turnovers are the leading stat for him that's what decides football games he's not wrong cowboys had 11 takeaways in the first 12 games they've got seven in the last two games it's not a coincidence that they've won two games in a row not at all. And, and no, good thing that McCarthy isn't a stats guy because if you look at the offensive stats, they weren't very good. I mean, 291 yards on 58 plays, and uh, you had only the 87 on the ground, 209 for, for Andy Dalton yesterday. So offensively, the stats weren't there. You weren't very good on third down, 6 of 15, which is 40%. So you, you have to see some improvement throughout, but you didn't really need this offense, Heckma. I mean, whenever you came to the turnovers, it, it, it ended up – pushing them into position to where they took advantage. 24 points of their 41 came off of turnovers, and they took advantage whenever they needed to. It, yeah, it cut, in a defensive effort like that, it covers up all of your inadequacies, and, mm-hmm. and that's what it did for uh, the offense. And, you know, look, there's still a lot of things that we have to work on. Red zone efficiency still has to be a sticking point for this offense. Like you said, third downs, we were not very good on third downs. But when you get the ball on the 22, <laughs> you know, it makes it makes it a lot shorter. But also, Andy Dalton did some really good things. Hey, you talk about a drive in the third quarter where he goes 15 plays, 73 yards, and it was it was the drive that he had to put together to get this victory. 
Look, kudos to our defensive front, the front seven. It makes it so much easier when your guys are putting pressure on the quarterback and forcing him into errant throws. I mean, Mullen as a quarterback, man, he was staring it down and just making it easy for our guys on the back half as well. So all of things being considered, you talk about the continuity uh, of our secondary and guys having to play, finally having everybody healthy. I think that meant a lot to see those guys playing together, but also so Isaiah said this as a sticking point for a lot of these guys that are in their uh, contract years that the eye in the sky don't lie and they yep. can't just lay down. They're playing for their careers. And you see guys like Cheeto, Jordan Lewis playing just like that. You know, I'm going to put that tape out there so that everyone sees that I want to be in this league. And I really was, you know, I was proud of guys playing up to their potential. We've been waiting on it and we finally saw it. Isaiah. Yeah, I mean they 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 did what was what was required of them. I mean that's pretty much at the end of the day. Do they need to play better? Absolutely. Uh, could they have had more yards? Absolutely. Uh, could we have you know not allowed as many yards? Absolutely. Um, every everything you could say absolutely too. You know, but at the end of the day, it's about getting a W. And um and once you get the dub, now you can start critiquing and, and going over all the things that they need to improve upon. But um, everything's everything that needs to be said. I think is being said, man. Those guys are. Um, Everybody, everybody stepped their game up. You know, as Heckman talked about, you know, these guys are playing for their careers, very much so. You know, regardless of what's going on with your team, you got to stand up for yourself, and then yourself turns into multiple guys doing that, and then all of a sudden the team plays better. So um, that's what we saw yesterday. And the, and the thing about the takeaways, you know, the Cincinnati game, you know, you could all, if you're a skeptic, you can argue, ah, Cincinnati gave them those turnovers. You know, yep. they were just careless with the ball. You know, Demarcus Lawrence made that turnover happen. Yes. Um, yes. Same thing with Dorrance Armstrong. Mm -hmm. Those two picks in the fourth quarter were, you know, reading and reacting and making a play on the ball and being instinctive. And so that's, that's not pure luck, you know, and so that's that's the sign of a defense that is growing. Whether that's that, makes you makes you happy as a fan with the draft pick or not, you know. That is that's right, Robin. And I think for for our defense, just seeing them do that makes me believe that they are more comfortable with the scheme. Mm -hmm. They're learning it. I mean, it's it's one thing to read and react, but if you're you're back there and you're guessing on where you need to be and the communication level isn't there, guys couldn't do that before. It just feels like they've simplified their coverages and we talked about high school coverages like this is just quarter it's just uh, cover four right this is it's the same it's the same it's the same and guys just hadn't been able to master it but the communication hadn't been there when you see uh guys like anthony brown break in front of a receiver uh to get an interception that's just him being comfortable and knowing i'm in zone and i have a guy behind me you know and just and the same thing with donovan wilson he's understanding the cover so he can break on the ball i love that as well but i have to say andy dalton for just like a, a, a split second there, man, I, I was having I was having delusions of Andy back in the day. Mm. He had his red rifle going there for a quick second. And they, you know, want to call him a bus driver, just, you know, facilitator of the offense. But he was taking what that defense was giving him, which was a lot. And he was always making the good read. So kudos to Andy Dalton for doing that. Well, you saw in this game what a true backup quarterback in the NFL looks like and what a true starter in the NFL looks like. Now, there are a lot of people that aren't very happy with Andy Dalton because of the losses, because of the interceptions early in his Cowboys tenure. Yeah. But whenever you look at Andy Dalton, he's not Dak Prescott. I mean, you're talking about an elite quarterback or at least one that's borderline elite for some people. Nobody can argue that he's borderline elite. I, I think he's elite. But then you have Andy Dalton who is a true starter in the NFL. 
Then you have Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins is a backup quarterback. C.J. Beathard is a backup quarterback. Andy Dalton is not that. And you saw that yesterday. And the one turning point, I think, in the game was in the third quarter. It was 24-24. San Francisco had rattled off 10 straight points. And it was third down. Andy Dalton was under pressure, rolled out to his right, and had to escape pressure. It wasn't a design bootleg by any means. But he looks downfield, toes the sideline, and delivers a dime into a, a very tight hole to C.D. Lamb for 45 yards. The next play, Dalton Schultz bings and bangs his way into the end zone from 12 yards out. So that was the turning point in the game because at that point, San Francisco had all the momentum. They had the 10 points. They were finding a way to get to this offensive line. They were bringing the pressure, and they said, beat us. Beat us over the top, and that's what Andy Dalton did. He towed that sideline and was able to deliver a ball that not any of those backup quarterbacks throughout the NFL could have potentially done, and that was what ended up, I think, turning the football game around and making San Francisco second-guess themselves whenever it comes to blitzing Andy Dalton and trying to blitz this Cowboys offense, Rob. Yeah, the the chunk play that that you're right that that was huge and that was a dime and you know one thing about the offense it, the takeaways for the defense were so big because offensively Cowboys really needed it I mean uh, they they had a hard time getting things going I thought you know what you guys are saying about Andy's exactly right he's doing exactly what he needs to do as uh, as coming in as the backup don't turn it over be solid be protective of the football uh, but they they. They've struggled with the chunk plays recently, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they only had three in the game. Obviously, Tony Pollard's run at the end was was awesome. Uh, that that was uh, that was big time, and that that sealed the game. But I think the other two were to CD. One one that you referenced, Kyle, and then the other I think was when he kind of chucked it up to CD mm-hmm. on the free play on on the false start. So, um, you know, they're they're still having trouble running the ball. Um, whether it's Zeke, whether it's Tony Pollard, I think some of it is starts up front. Um, but you know. When you've got, uh, like you said, a luxury to have a backup quarterback like Andy who can make that play when the defense gives it to you and when your defense is balling out like that in terms of giving you the ball with short fields, sometimes all you need is a couple chunk plays. You can win the game that way. Isaiah? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like I'll like just say the same thing, man. I mean, these guys are... Andy Dalton's doing what's, what's asked of him. You know, we don't, we don't do anything miraculous. You know, they're making plays when they need to. The chemistry is improving every week. Um, confidence is building. Um, these guys are getting more familiarized on the defensive side of the ball. That's why you saw them start taking more risks. You know, Donovan Wilson obviously coming up, getting an interception, coming up, almost getting a second interception. Um, you know, he really could have walked away with there with two of those things. Yeah. Um, all the DBs being back, you know, the continuity that they have, the trust. Uh, that's probably a word that needs to be utilized. They're starting to trust each other, whether it's the scheme, they're getting more confident within the scheme, or whether they actually know that they, that each other is going to be where they're supposed to be. Regardless, it's it's, it's resulting in better play. Um, and then defense aligned, those guys are starting to starting to come together as well. Big Gallimore came out there and blew some things up. That was, that was very important for an inside presence. Um, you know, Crawford's being where he's supposed to be. D Law is coming off playing like he's supposed to play. You know, the guy that that we paid him to be. So it's coming together, man. It's coming together, and it's coming together at the right time. Uh, now you just got to keep taking care of business every every. Every play, every game, and I hope that uh, hope that uh, Washington lays an egg. 
Yeah, I mean, you got to hope for some help at this point. But whenever, uh, whenever the Washington football team goes out with Dwayne Haskins, they're not the same team uh, that if they had no. uh, Alex Smith out there. So things can happen this week against Carolina. Things can happen for the Cowboys against Philadelphia. Even though Philly seems like they have a quarterback now, and that's going to be a tough task for the Cowboys coming up. And we'll preview that game throughout the week. We've got shows all the way up until Thursday. But when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, was this kind of a smokescreen? game for Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. What is going on in terms of the running back game and how can the Cowboys fare without 21 in the future should that be a situation? We'll talk about that next when we come back on Talking Cowboys presented by Geico. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision Essential Blue for protection and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, it's a Victory Monday edition from the star in Frisco. And whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. You'll see all the beautiful lights on Heckma Harrison's tree, but you'll also see the Essilor experts and do what Essilor could do for you. See more, do more (laughs) Essilor here on Talking Cowboys as Heckma's got... I, I love that tree, Heckma. I think it fits. It just it, it it's fills, a nice tree, Heckma. Where'd it, you get it, it from? Fills a void. <laughs> it, it had to have come from overseas, man. From <laughs> with, the way they had this thing packaged, so <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. You know where I got it mm-hmm. from Christmas vacation. It's a butte, Clark. It's a butte. Mm, <laughs> Fragile. Good reference. I like it. But Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, our resident Super Bowl champion and also resident gift giver here on this on this edition of Talking Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Har- Heckma Harrison and the Harrison family some holiday cheer. I'm Kyle Yeomans driving the bus. But uh, we, we brought up Tony Pollard 
in, in the last segment. And Tony had a good game yesterday. Whenever you look at the stats and the final the final totals for Tony Pollard, 69 yards on 12 carries. He had that long run of 40 uh, later in the game, two touchdowns both on the ground. He also had six receptions for 63 yards on nine targets. And out of those 63 yards, 30 of them, came on on one reception but Isaiah whenever it comes to Tony Pollard and and there's so many different ways to think about this because Ezekiel Elliott was inactive for the first time in his career now he had some suspension stuff earlier but in terms of just being a straight healthy or I guess health inactive he was inactive yesterday because of the calf injury but a lot of people wanted to see Tony Pollard what did you see and how he performed yesterday um, I thought he did pretty well. I think Kellen Moore was trying to make, ensure that he got involved in his game and got involved early. I think that yeah. they, the way in which you typically would, would use him when he was a two-headed monster with, with Zeke, I think you just saw that in just full form yesterday. They tried to feed him the ball. They tried to take him inside. They tried to take him outside. They were really trying to find some gaps. You didn't, they, the, the wide nines didn't present the gaps that we thought they would. Yeah. Uh, you know, but they did find a way to pass the ball to him, and that's where he he's sometimes is most effective. You know, you see a lot of times he lined up in the backfield and they motioned him all the way out, you know, to a wide split receiver position, um, and it really declared the fact that they're in zone. So I'm sure it cleared up a lot of things for Andy Dalton as well. But they were just very diverse in their in their offerings and the presentation in, in their in their form in which they utilized Pollard. I thought it was it was pretty effective. Rob, <clears throat> yeah, I mean he. It's funny, you know, the the six catches, I think going into the game two years in the league now, I think his high was uh, four catches in a game. And and when they drafted him, we kept hearing about, you know, what he can do as a receiver and what can he do in space. And after seeing that yesterday, especially like Isaiah mentioned early in the game, I'm thinking, what? let's see more of that. Why haven't we seen more of that? You know, I give, I give Kellen Moore a lot of credit for, I think Heckman mentioned this in the first segment, the red zone. I think they're three for three in the red zone. He said last week, I've got to be better calling plays in the red zone. And he got creative and they were able to cash in using Tony as a runner down there. But uh, we saw his full skill set on display. And I don't, I don't view this as much of oh, a, a Tony versus Zeke thing. Mm-hmm. I wrote about this mid, mid-season. I want to see both of them more. I think with Dak out, you've got to use your running backs more, help out your quarterback. And I think he's proven... He can help you in different ways. Now, as as a pure running back back there, before the 40-yard run, you know, 11 for 29. Yep. You know, 11 carries for 29 yards. So I, I think I think we're seeing, regardless of who's back there, they're missing some guys up front on the offensive line. And I think that's that's impacting it. But you see his big playability at the end of the game. You know, he can he he's always a threat to bust one, and that's why he needs to play. Yeah, to, for the for the new for the crowd that's going to be saying Zeke who and all of that, mm-hmm. slow down, Jim Shoes. Agreed. Okay, because <laughs> that's not what that's not what's going on. Because here's the thing, and, and Rob, you're exactly right. Before that 40 yard run, he only had 26, 20, you know, 29 yards. So that was big for him and his final numbers. But up until that point, guys, our it was the perpetual ineptitude of our running game that you saw. We couldn't get anything going, and maybe it's because of the offensive line. 
Finally, we get an opportunity to 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 run that. Uh, Tony Pollard shows his explosion uh, for that 40 yard game. But still, you know, we're in a situation where we could not establish uh, the running game at all. And it was not for the defense getting a short yardage like that. We may have been in trouble with trying to manufacture long drives. And so, you know, I appreciate what Tony Pollard did. I think that his skill set as a receiver is on full display. All this does for me is gives me the reassurance and Tony Pollard and his ability if ever Zeke is inactive because of health but I think that this gives us more of an incentive to make sure that we balance our running attack with Zeke and Tony Pollard gives you a big I have a question go for it yes I'm sorry Carl. I was gonna say I have a question for 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 you guys and mm-hmm. I guess really for everybody out there there's so much talk and so much pressure being applied to Zeke and now Tony Pollard and everybody's like, oh, you know, what well, he's got, he's getting paid this, or you know, we need to see more of this. What what do people feel is more important? What do you guys feel is more important? Which one has the biggest effect on the run? Is it the running back, or is it the is it the, the blockers in front of the running back? The offensive oh, line the blockers. The yeah, offensive line. Yeah. So all this, there's a lot of talk around Zeke, and oh, Zeke's fell off, and oh, he's not as effective as he used to be, and I'm like, understand this, people, understand this. If, the, if you're playing with your third-string offensive line and that third-string offensive line is playing against the first-string or even the second-string offensive defensive line, guess what? The holes just aren't going to be there, right? They're not going to – I'm not going to be as effective as a back because I don't have the holes that I had before, right? So it doesn't matter if Zeke's in there. It doesn't matter if Pollard's in there. I know we're talking about how Pollard only had 11 carries, you know, with 29 yards before the, before yeah. the big run. But the, the reality is it doesn't matter who you put back there. Okay, Kyle can get back there and put on a helmet, right? <laughs> and and put on his SLRs and, and and be and try to hit the gap. I can but hit that gap anyway. The thing is, you can try to. You're probably going to butt fumble like yeah, they like the probably. other guys did last yeah, week, you know. But like Gio. the thing is, if the holes aren't there, you can't run. It doesn't matter how great of a running back that you have on your roster. So as much attention is being placed on these guys, that's why I say that you know Kellen Moore did a heck of a job this week in in utilizing um, uh, Pollard's uh, assets and his his abilities. Simply because, hey, guess what? Running into the back of guys is not going to work, right? So uh, let's try this, right? And let's try this. And guess what? Pollard can also catch the ball. So let's put him out here. So let's utilize him in all these different ways because our offensive line, honestly, just isn't creating the same holes. I completely agree yeah, with and you. And also defensive scheme. Completely agree with you. Here, I'm going to stick with this really quickly, Heckma, because I want to add to what, what, what Isaiah just said. But Tony Pollard did exactly yeah. what you want Tony Pollard to do. That's exactly what you brought him in to do. You want him to 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 run every once in a while, then break a big play, right? His big play ability is what makes Tony Pollard special. What allows him to make those big plays? He's done it with Zeke throughout his career. I mean, Zeke is the one that sets up the big play for Tony Pollard. Yep. Zeke can break a big play every now and again. We've seen it throughout his career. The only argument that I think you have, Isaiah, whenever it comes to Ezekiel Elliott, it's not that he's a better football player than Tony Pollard. That's obvious, I think. At least I th- I think all four of us would agree Ezekiel Elliott is better than Tony Pollard. But whenever it comes to his contract, his contract is what tells him that he needs to be more elite and not just a, a runner. He needs to be elite behind no matter who's blocking for him. And that's where I think the frustration comes from, from Cowboys fans. And yes, we, we've talked about this before, and I feel like it's a broken record, but it's a debate that's going to continue into the offseason because there's decisions that have to be made around that contract and where that salary cap is going to be allocated. And Tony Pollard yesterday didn't really do a ton for my confidence 
in terms of how this team can fare without Ezekiel Elliott because 11 carries for 29 yards before he broke the 40-yarder at the end of the game does not make me confident in this running game, no matter if it's uh, Heckma Harrison and Rob Phillips blocking for uh, uh, Tony Pollard up front or if it's that the the starting offensive line. you got to be able to run more efficiently than 11 for 29, and, and they finally correct. broke one right at the end. You're absolutely correct. But my, my question to, to you and everybody is how can you if you're not a shifty back, right? If you're if you're not a if you're not a LaShawn McCoy, if you're not a Barry Sanders, which if you're is not, not one Zeke of these is. elusive backs, which is not what Zeke is, right? How can you be exceptional if you don't have the holes to hit? Right? If you take if you take the fumbles out of Zeke's out of Zeke's season this year, right? And that's what everybody's leaning on. Oh, he's fumbling the ball. You have bad games, okay? If you take the fumbles out. What do you expect him to do if there aren't any holes? He's not that type of back. And people are asking, oh, well, why don't you pay him all that money? Because he always falls forward, guys. <laughs> he yep. always falls forward, and he's a threat. He blocks He blocks really well when the teams decide to blitz. right? I'm going to blitz a little bit more, just like we saw yesterday. right? The offensive line did a good job for the most part. He only got sacked twice, I think Andy Dalton. Um, but you blitz a little bit more when you know that, that that Zeke's not back there to fill the gap on that linebacker or that safety coming through the hole. I'm going to send my guys a, little, a few more times because guess what? I might get home, right? But when I have yeah. Pollard back there or somebody else who's not as great as blocking, guess what? Mm, you know, I'm going to send those guys. But when I see Zeke, <laughs> when I see Zeke, uh, it, it's just not worth it because we're probably not going to get home, right? So he helps you in the passing game in that regard. Maybe not certainly mm-hmm. in, in the form of receptions, but in terms of protection, he helps you. Mm-hmm. He helps Dak. He helps you know, Dalton, he helps all these guys. Whoever's in the doggone position or quarterback, he helps them. When it comes to running the ball, Zeke is going to fall forward. He's going to bust you in the mouth. It's no different than doggone um, Marshawn, my dog Marshawn. It was going to be physical. You knew what you were, you knew what you were getting into and when you played against Seattle back then. He was going to hit you in the mouth. Whether he got outside the tackles or not, you knew you were going to have a hard time bringing him down. right? And that's what he brought to the game. That's what Zeke brings to the game. The physicality. He's not going to be shifty. So stop expecting that from him. He's going to sure up the fumbles. Of course, any running back needs to do that. But let's stop. I mean, people need to stop talking about, oh, he's not as effective. No, he's not because he's playing with his third string guys. And let's and hey, and he's I don't think he's been healthy for a few weeks either, heck. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, Kyle got Isaiah's blood pressure up, right? Yeah, he did. Well, I've got yeah, actually did. I've actually got one more thing to get his blood pressure up. Just one. Just one more thing Come on, if you want this, me to. You want me to keep it? this going. Isaiah, how uh, yeah. how much does the offensive line affect fumbles for Ezekiel Elliott? How much? How much does the offensive line affect I, the fumbles? Because that's say, another big like thing for Zeke's game dropping off in 2020. He has fumbled the ball that. more, twice as much more. I mentioned that. I know you did, but I'm just saying. How does that. how does that yeah. how do you how, how do you correlate that? Whenever it comes to a 90 million dollar okay, running so, back that you're paying to fall forward mm-hmm. one yard, you got to hold yeah, on to the football. Absolutely. At so least. check me out. So let's freaking talk about it, okay? So let's talk about. It. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not somebody to place blame anywhere. You guys know I. I take full accountability for anything I said. Absolutely. I stand behind everything. So Zeke fumbled the ball entirely too much this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And guess what? I guarantee you, he'll figure that out. He has figured that out, right? Since he had those issues, um, he hasn't fumbled anymore. Um, he's human. Humans make mistakes, right? Humans make mistakes. I don't care how much you're getting paid. Elon Musk makes mistakes. mistakes. Jeff 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 Bezos makes mistakes. Right? Everybody makes mistakes. So let's not act like he's like he's just superhuman that's just not going to fumble the ball. He has to tidy those things up. There's aspects of his game that he has to improve upon. Can you believe that? Can you believe that he has to improve in certain aspects of his game? So yes, he has to tighten that up. Right? But 
he is still a super effective running back. I don't care how much you're paying him. And no, the offensive okay. lineman can't make him fumble. No, unless you fumble it off somebody's butt. Okay, but but what they can do is take it to the point where he's so frustrated with his inability to get holes and to be able to get across the line of scrimmage to now he's doing things that are outside of himself. When he starts doing things that are outside of himself, guess what? The ball security stops becoming as important as it once was because now I'm trying to figure out a way to get across the line of scrimmage. I'm trying to figure out a way to make a big play. So the things in which I used to focus on, I'm no longer focusing on because I'm trying to make other things happen. So no, they can't. But yes, they do affect it because now he's doing things outside of himself. Heck, well, you haven't talked in a while. Tostitos. It's not Tostitos here right now. It's 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 not. It's hot right now. I like like it. But, you know, I think what you're asking, and and I think a lot of people, when it comes down to Zeke, they are uh, illusion. Football football illusionists, right? You Mm -hmm. think that this guy is supposed to be the same guy that he was four years ago with that great (laughs) offensive line behind. That's what his contract says he's supposed to be, though. No, 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 no. No, the contract is what it is. The contract signed. I'm mistaken. It's it's what it is, is his inability to do all of the things that are in his wheelhouse to do because of the guys up front not being able to get their job done. I promise you, Kyle, this this show wouldn't work as fluid as it does if you came up short on your job as the host, right? There would be some things that we wouldn't be able to do. That's the same thing for your offensive line. It's hand and glove. These mm-hmm. things work together. So for you to not give credence to one thing and then spot and say, oh, you're making all this money to actually do it doesn't matter if he doesn't have an offensive line to create those holes. It's hard for any running back to do that. Now, as a wide receiver, if you have a quarterback that can just get back there and throw that thing 80 yards and you have a guy like Megatron or a fast guy, fast twitch guy that can go get the ball, that may be a whole nother subject entirely. All right. When you look at Cooper and his numbers, maybe you can relate that to that. But to say that the money that Zeke is getting paid is in some way he's at fault for earning that contract and now he's not living up to it because he's running behind the third and fourth string offensive line, I think that's short-sighted. And I think for that, man, I think it's people that don't really understand the game of football and what guys have to do uh, in order to be good in this league. And you know what? The contract is what it is, man. Like no they, they were trying to win a, They were trying to win a Super Bowl last year. They thought they had a Super Bowl team. They needed to get him in, back into camp. And they thought he earned it anyway. And I think, I think it's been a weird year to evaluate him on a lot of levels. I'm not saying he's had a good year. By his standards, it hasn't been a good year. You look at his numbers. You look at his fumbles. You guys have, have covered that. Mm-hmm. I would say I thought he ran the ball pretty well early in the season when most of the offense was healthy. But they got behind in games. Some of that was his fault with fumbles. And I, it was hard to really evaluate the running game as a whole. And then now... There's so many guys missing, I think it's even harder to evaluate it. So I just, I'm not giving him a full mulligan for this season, but I do think when they're healthy as a group next year, I think you're going to see a better Zeke, and I think you're going to see a better offense. And hopefully they're not turning it over and they've got some leads, and that's when you can really bring his game into play instead of, you know, you're trying to score 50 points to beat the Falcons like you did early in the season. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. I think 2021 will be a better year for Ezekiel Elliott, but uh, it's it's tough right now because of of the frustration with him, the frustration, of course, that it kind of built up from the, the fumbles and all of the things that go into that. But I like the debate. I really do. I think it is a debate because the contract is what it is, like you said, Rob. It's signed, it's sealed, it's delivered, it's going to be there no matter what. And sure, there are some decisions down the road that could be made to maybe counteract that, but it's going to be tough to do that anyways. And then you have Ezekiel Elliott, who can continue to evolve as a running back, and hopefully he evolves upwards rather than downwards whenever we uh, come back and look at this later on, uh, maybe into the offseason and into 2021. But when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, how are those playoff chances looking? Rob said 5%, but I want to see exactly what you guys think the percentage is in terms of the Cowboys making the playoffs as NFC East champions. We'll talk about it next when we come back on Talking Cowboys presented by GEICO. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're listening to Talking Cowboys at home or you're working out with Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds, you can experience audio at a whole new level. You can't quite hear the lights on Heckma Harrison's tree, but you can certainly see them on the website with your headphones on and have that whole experience around Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds, the official earbuds of the NFL. Welcome back into Talking Second Place Cowboys presented by Geico here on a Victory Monday. The Cowboys now improved to 5-9 and nine with their 41-33 win over the San Francisco 49ers and what was really a fun game. Rob, you mentioned it earlier talking about uh, shame on NBC of flexing that football game because it actually was a really fun game. No, I'm just kidding. It, to, I, I, I agree that you 
they should have flexed it at that point. But, I mean, it ended up being a better game than what they got last <laughs> night whenever Cleveland took down New York 20-6. to And that thus puts the Cowboys at second place in the NFC East at the moment. One game back of Washington with two games to play. And I mentioned right up at the top of the show that Washington has Carolina, then Philly, the final two weeks of the season. The Cowboys have Philadelphia coming up this Sunday at 325, and then they've got the Giants at noon kickoff uh, back after the, the new year on January 3rd. So there's a lot riding on this week. Week 16 is most likely going to de- decide who wins this division between three Absolutely. teams. The Cowboys, the the Washington football team, and the New York Giants. Maybe the Eagles if you really wanted to throw them in there, but I think they're pretty much out of it as well. But whenever you look at this division, Rob, you said 5% chance from the New York Times model. What would your percentage be for the Cowboys? Because if you beat Philly and somehow those Carolina Panthers go after and beat Washington – you are really sitting in a pretty good spot going into the final week of the year. Yeah, I think the thing about it is uh, I would put it above 5%. I think it's um, New York Times had 1% last week by their model, and it was ESPN 538 with 5% today. So I put it above 5%, but uh, so much has to go right for the Cowboys. And Washington, you know, if they get Alex Smith back this week, if they get Antonio Gibson back, they get some guys back, kind of feel like they can beat Carolina. Now, Carolina's lost, some, I think, three pretty close games in a row. They might be due, uh, but the Cowboys just need so much help. And But the thing about it is, I think all three teams, even all four teams, if you want to count Philly, you know, you just know what, don't really know what you're going to get from any of the four teams week to week. So you can't really feel confident in, in anything. It doesn't seem like a, a great chance for the Cowboys still, but it does kind of feel like you know, that Cleveland Golden State series in 2016 where it was like, mm, yeah. you know, the, you know, Golden State's up 3-1 and all of a sudden it's 3-2 and it's like, ah, but the, yeah, you think they still got it, but you never know. You never know. Heckma? No, don't, don't bring the trophy out yet, like in that Cleveland right. series. Yeah, yeah thanks, so, Draymond. I mean, yeah. for the Cowboys, <laughs> they just have to have blinders on. They have to have blinders on and control what they can control. There's so much going on, and they don't know anything. They can't game plan for uh, Charlotte, well, uh, Carolina, for, for sure. the Washington football team. They can't do any of that. So just get, getting to uh, the game plan for Sunday uh, against a whew, a quarterback that is going to propose, that's going to have be they're going to be a threat uh, for our defense. They just have to control that. And so looking too far ahead and, and talking about the help and percentages and all that stuff, I'm sure this this team they won't accept it, and I'm sure Coach Mike McCarthy won't accept any of it either. I'm gonna put mine's at 43. percent Wow, that's pretty high. 43. percent Yeah. I actually feel pretty good about it, man. I think if Carolina's going to get up for any game, what game would they get up for? Their former head coach. Their former head coach. Oh, so yeah. I think there's a lot more than just than just a regular football game this coming week mm-hmm. for them. Um, obviously, and in a thing for us, we've already faced a number of running quarterbacks this year, so I think we should feel pretty good about going against Jalen Hurts. Um, and then going into that last week, you know, we, you know, obviously we know what would be what would be writing on that game for us. But in terms of Washington, you know, Philadelphia will have opportunity at that moment to to really <laughs> just to just kill their whole season. So I think they have two tough games. They have a rivalry game within their within their their coaches yeah. here coming up, and then they'll have a, they'll be playing against a team that is going to literally try to send them packing, send them home packing. So um, they have two rough weeks, and we have two weeks in which we have nothing but motivation. 
Nothing but motivation. It'll be tough to slow down Jalen Hurts. This guy's not just a running quarterback anymore. I mean, he had three touchdown passes oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first half against yeah. Arizona to no. come back and get back yeah. within that game. I think that's going to be a fun yeah, matchup. Yeah. No, no disrespect. No oh, disrespect no. by that. I'm talking about like we, we Russell Wilson and 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 Kyler Murray. We've already faced these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Who have the ability to do both. Lamar, who are both oh. probably you know overall better. They're better quarterbacks than he is oh. at this point. So I think that we're probably better prepared to face a quarterback like Jalen Hurts than majority of the teams that that Philly's facing right now. I agree. Oh, I definitely agree. I think there's a lot that goes into that, and we're going to break down that game coming up later in the week. Remember, though, send in your fan questions for tomorrow as it's a fans on the 50 Tuesday. We've got shows Wednesday and Thursday as well. We'll be off for Christmas Day on Friday. But once again, the Cowboys get a 41-33 win over the San Francisco 49ers, and my guy Jay on the chat reminded me, I want to say a shout-out to, how about Des Bryant? Instead of doing the, instead of doing this, how about the touchdown catch for Dez and doing the X for for Dez Bryant as he it? caught a touchdown happy pass for yesterday for the first time in three years? That's fantastic. Very happy for That's Dez it. and uh, cool to see that and his comeback really kind of complete or at least you you see his arrival again with that touchdown pass yesterday. But that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Thanks for joining us here over the last forty five minutes for Chris Beam doing great work as always in the back for Heck Harris and Rob Phillips. And for Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow morning on Talking Cowboys presented by Geico. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!